Welcome back to the Drawing Room Experts with me, Zabe, and this is another edition of the Premier League Roundup that I'm doing until the end of the season. Um, I I think it's no surprise that I follow the Premier League uh, very, very in, 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 in a lot of detail, and, and uh, it's a part of my life and something that I touched upon in our episode with, with Oasis Thayer a few weeks back uh, that, you know, it's a huge huge gap in in our lives when when it's not happening especially in off season right so while the season is on and there's so much happening in the league you know literally every other day day there's a game and um it's it's hard keeping track like like i said in the last premier league round of episode ke, ke, uh, ek, uh, there's, it's hard to draw a line in the sand and say okay i'm gonna review and talk about the results uh, so far, you know, this weekend or, or, or this match week or match day, right? But because it's not disparate, games children, it's very hard to really uh, draw a line and say, okay, I'm going to review. But I'm I'm trying to do this on a weekly basis, like let's say every Wednesday, release an episode um, f- about everything uh, that has happened so far. And um, obviously, I'm not like going to talk through each and every game, but... Uh, um it's a it, it's nice to just look through results and, and see which one popped out and which one really needs me to really talk about a little bit more um so i'm literally you know i have the the the, the results uh, listed from you know the last time we talked um and what i'm gonna go through uh, what i'm gonna do is just basically go through them and and, and give my thoughts on them and 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 at the end of the episode i'm gonna um give an opinion on how that impacts the table if it does in any shape or form um but yeah it's 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 fantastic the games are now i feel like momentum pick up and i see like a lot of teams playing to their full potential and like pure intensity Premier League obviously minus the fans you know um so that intensity is kind of coming back and it it's really really um looking like the premier league of old um i mean without the fans honestly atmosphere but uh, it, it's very difficult uh in my opinion and, and i was just speaking to a friend the other day and you know uh mentioning that fans fans but like adverse impact in my in my opinion like viewing adverse impact because of atmosphere, you know, even though you're not at, in the ground, but that atmosphere that the fans created in in, in stadiums really used to get through um, to uh, the folks watching at home, like myself. Though with 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 that not being the case anymore, it becomes um, very difficult to watch these games just for what they are, you know, and it's hard to. Um, uh, stay focused in these games at least from a viewer perspective because you feel like this is you know you see empty stands although like i i like the fact every stadium i've pretty much seen pretty much seen all of this stadium so far in one shape or form uh post uh the premier league returning 
and what i'd really like is something that they've uh, pretty much covered the stands and you know uh may they put in like banners and you know fans they have new new pictures lagayi hui hai wahan pe so it's it's nice that they're doing that um because it's really disheartening to see empty chairs right the way or when packed out that obviously at least you can't see the empty chair but you see the atmosphere is not the same even though nbc is kind of doing their thing with uh trying to create the fake atmosphere um for the live games uh, although uh, to their credit they haven't overdone it as any like if we like it's like fucking noise of thousands of people they've just like created enough ki aapko aisa na lage ki it's like a fucking empty room which which uh, which it almost is right um so yeah i was just speaking to a friend and said ke i hope the premier league clubs after this whole fiasco is done and fans are allowed to come back into the stadiums realize how much of a blessing you know fans are to the sport uh we can have you fucking messies and ronaldos of this world playing on the field but if it's just a bunch of you know stewards watching from the stands or like managers clapping here and there it just doesn't feel the same no matter how great of a player that you uh you have on the field so while i say that you know people on the field make the games interesting but you know the stands people in the stands make it make it complete so hopefully at least the premier league clubs realize that um they need to make sure that they account for that and 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 give the fans an experience that they deserve uh, and i speak this from a perspective of um uh, you know there's a lot of there's been a lot of conversation and uh, um back and forth around uh, the ticket pricing in the premier league and especially the clubs in london you know all across england actually the ticket prices are insane for uh your average uh, fan and and what happens is that it really it really takes it away right um so you're milking your money from them although you know uh granted that most of the clubs earn from sponsorships and you know all of that stuff but still you you need it you need fans to show up every week in week out so it's it they shouldn't be paying you know through the nose to watch fucking wigan play away to bournemouth or something like that right uh which they do unfortunately so hopefully you know the the, the clubs can come together they realize give them fans key importance for then once fans are allowed to come back they they feel like okay you know what now we need to make sure that this relationship between us and the fans this is be something that we build upon and don't take for granted anyway the last time when when i recorded the episode the the brighton versus united game was still going on and i had mentioned i think in the last episode that united were like 3-0 up um right after half time or something like that and that's how it finished and united you know like i said has been going strength to strength ever since they came back from this break and they've been looking really good um some of the players that really you know uh, have been have been uh shining i would say is bruno fernandes and you know one basaka who was doing pretty decently prior to the 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 covid break as well but he's he's looking pretty pretty good on the right um and then you have the likes of uh uh mason greenwood you know he's he's scoring a bunch of goals now and and and, and he looks pretty sharp and he's pretty young and for that age a man for that player for that age he's he's looking very uh i would say established in the side so that's good for the united fans and and uh 
good for the league as well because you know you need the likes of United to really pop up and shine at the big stage and really become a big club that they are so they won that game last week and we moved on to Wednesday and um, a couple of really really shocking results first being the <laughs> the Arsenal thumping of Norwich so Arsenal finally win their games they've been like awful even before the break and after the Premier League resumed it seemed like nothing has clicked at all right so everything has been going against them they have a rookie manager in the side in um in Arteta and he got the covid i think right when the the premier league stopped i think that's that's that was the 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 straw that killed uh, the broke the camel's back so um so they had they had that issue and then obviously when they came back you were assuming gichalo had maybe the break is probably going to do them good and they they start they start where they left off unfortunately for their fans and um but it was a shocker i mean although it was expected that they would beat norwich but for them to win 4-0 uh, is pretty good for them i think it's not going to really help them with their top four ambitions i think their goal from now until the end of the season should be just to focus on finishing as higher as high as possible um one player that i really like from um, from that team arsenal is is this new new left winger or left midfielder or left forward uh, Sako uh, Sako Sako or Saka let me check is it Sako uh, I think it's Sako um, Bakayo Saka actually Saka Bakayo Saka is a, a fantastic 18 year old he I watched him a few times uh, pre-covid and and he looked really really good and he has started you know the post uh, uh break uh, um uh, games uh and he's looked pretty well he's scoring as well so i i hope that stays i think arsenal really need some exciting players up front to click for them to be more of an exciting prospect as opposed to just being a dull team with average has-beens right um and the other shocker from wednesday last week was the shocking defeat for chelsea against West Ham uh, I, uh, I mentioned in my last episode there should be a sure uh, win for Chelsea and, and that kind of, that kind of gives you an idea why they are where they are because they have done pretty well this season but they've lacked right at the edge where they really could have won this game and and had some you know some distance between them and the fifth spot but that's how that's how the fourth the chase for the Champions League spot uh, has been. Every team has been dropping points left and right in unexpected uh, positions. So with Chelsea losing that game, that really opened the race like wide open, at least for United and uh, I would say Wolves probably, who are the closest. Um, I st- still feel Arsenal and Spurs. They they have a long way to go before they can really really um be part of that same conversation but um i would still think it's united chelsea wolves probably and sheffield that um are probably closer to that top four um spot and but leicester losing as well a bunch of times a a couple of times since the start of the season uh, like the the resumption of the season that has also opened this the the 
third position, which for the longest time this season was locked by, uh, by the likes of Leicester or, or, or even Man City at a point. So um, with those two spots, like one spot for sure, when two potentially opening up, that, you know, that uh, may feel like smell like uh, they that may feel like that, you know, some of these clubs may have an option to an opportunity to get in. Um, but yeah, that loss to West Ham was really poor. I, I watched the game and they were just horrible. And West Ham, to their credit, that was a huge win for them to really lift them, lift them up from the bottom three or close to the bottom three that they were. Um, and in the same week, obviously Leicester lost to Everton at home, so uh, Everton away, um, which uh, which was um, another bad result for Brendan Rodgers. Come Thursday, uh, so Thursday was a bad day for me. So Liverpool, as I mentioned, you know they won the championship last week uh, when Man City lost to Chelsea away, and it was uh, it was party and you know everything was was happy go lucky for our team our players were enjoying you know you saw video clips all over the internet uh, of fans and players you know they're having fun partying all night and stuff and i think that kind of got to them when they showed up for this game against man city because they were just awful to be honest i, I mean i i watched the game as a little fan i was like watching the game very closely and i thought there were some i mean uh what i'll say is first of all the scoreline it uh it it kind of flatters man city and out and not to suggest that they weren't as good as the the scoreline suggests they were but it wasn't a four nil game because when you see four nil you feel like it was a total annihilation you know but it wasn't as, as simple as that i would say uh, a lot of the man city goals were from the break so they they were like amazing on the break man city and on the break on the counter-attack you uh you create some good opportunities but they were it feel like they were, as whenever they had the opportunity to break they were kind of like almost in a position to make that count and they did for at least a couple of goals i can remember and Liverpool, on the other hand, were just wasteful. And in Tabi my last episode, I think we need a creative midfielder to really click when things are not going our way. I like the three uh, midfielders that we have in Hendo, Fabinho, Genie, slash Milner, slash Ox. But uh, I think you need you need like a Coutinho-esque player in that mold that can really click and make things happen. Um, I'm hearing... Uh, um, a lot of talks around uh, Thiago Alcantara from uh, Bayern. I hope I pronounced his name right. Um, he might be interested in a move to Liverpool. I think he's already stated that he's not going to renew his contract at Bayern. So uh, a lot of uh, newspapers, at least, uh, are mentioning that he might be in for that for that gig. But still, I'm not sure if Thiago is the right answer. I think he's a good midfielder and would love to have him. But I think we need someone like a good Coutinho or, you know, number 10 that, you know, even if we bring him off the bench um, in games where we're not really creating things, I think that's that's why we need someone. Because I think we lacked, we had a few good chances. I think Mane missed a really good one. Mo Salah hit the post uh, in the first half. And um, 
yeah, we were just wasteful and we just looked. I mean, it just felt that we didn't care. And I don't want to hide behind that too much. Um, but I also don't want to uh, read too much in, into that performance. Um, uh, Liverpool are still the better side. Um, they're better side by a country mile above above everybody else in the league. And that one result doesn't doesn't change the fact. Um, going on to the Spurs game the same day, they lost 3-1 to Sheffield United. Again, VAR was, was in the middle of the discussion, you know, the center of discussion in terms of uh, um, controversies. Um, and I think I'll do another, like a proper episode on this whole experiment of VAR that has gone, um, that, um, you know, that was um, part of this Premier League season and how did it really went and, and was that really helpful to the game or not I mean there's so many things that went right but then also a lot of things that went wrong for the use of technology in the game and I think we'll probably do a separate episode on that but um, Spurs losing away to Sheffield um, yeah I still think um, Spurs are lacking some uh, number one they lack a number one striker in addition to Kane I don't think Kane might end up staying anyway but they need a definite uh, good number nine next season they need a really good midfielder as well I think that can that can help and they definitely need defenders I think I think um, the way results have been going for them they've been leaking goals unnecessarily so they definitely need uh, a defender there um, and that kind of it was a must-win game for Spurs for them to stay alive in the top four race, uh, especially after Chelsea losing. But um, unfortunately for them and, and Jose, they, they they couldn't make it happen. Moving on to the games on Saturday, um, I'm looking at the results. I think Arsenal's away win at Wolves, again very good result for them and surprising. I think to win away to Wolves is not easy at all. I think we found that out when we lost there too. Um, um, so good on them and Chelsea getting back into the scoring sheet and, and winning that, that game against Watford at home uh, was also needed because I think United when they beat Bournemouth 5-2 um, um, which was another high scoring very good game but their defense Man United defense I, I watched the game highlights and it was just awful I mean De Gea for all his greatness and I'm starting to believe what 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 Roy Keane said the other day that De Gea might be the most overrated goalkeeper in the world. I'm starting to believe that he might be right because he was awful again for that first goal at least, and the way uh, Harry Maguire was, you know, net mur- like m- m- <laughs> uh, megged, you know, right before the the first goal, uh, um, it was just embarrassing i mean for for people to really compare him with van dyke it's embarrassing they should be embarrassed of themselves that guy's nowhere near van dyke even though he's probably a little more expensive than him uh in, in terms of um transfer value but harry Maguire, he's a good defender but he's not he's not a van dyke he's nowhere near van dyke um but and and that exhibit a was our first goal that Bournemouth scored um but yeah at the end of the day United won you know Bruno scoring a couple of goals too I think um actually scoring one and then I think great uh, Mason Greenwood score two um that kind of uh 
made things interesting for them because they're they're looking really good. I think when they won that game, they they briefly went into fourth spot before Chelsea. I think were playing um, uh, their game at a later time. So once they won, they went back to fourth. Um, but yeah, so I think that was probably a more interesting game. And another interesting development that weekend was Leicester winning three nil. Uh, against Crystal Palace, the thing they needed to because, like I said, the third place is also not guaranteed. And then for the longest time, Leicester thought they would probably be guaranteed a Champions League spot because they had done really well the, at the start of the season. But that's starting to slip away, so they, they need to make sure that they hold on to that. Um, on come Sunday. And um, Liverpool playing uh, against Villa at home. I think uh, everybody... Mm, wanted a strong reaction from them we end up ended up winning 2-0 uh with uh curtis jones scoring uh his first remedy goal i really really like that player i think uh jones uh, is one for the future i think um klopp is working out a way to make sure that he keeps him in that starting 11 or close to that starting 11 or the first team squad because he he looks really good and also um what's his name the right back that we have now i'm forgetting it um we have a couple of really exciting youngsters so um one of them being obviously curtis jones and the other is uh nico williams there you go nico williams on the right looks fantastic he looks primed to be like a good um you know study or understudied for trent trent's he's it's hard it's it's very easy to forget that he's only 20 21 so for us to have a 18 year old i think nico or 19 year old nico williams to play an understudy to a 20 21 year old trent alexander arnold who has already have like 100 games under his his belt for Liverpool uh, and a bunch of goals to add to that and assists obviously um is uh is is pretty good and I think I'll 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 speak to our squad and our depth when I do the end of season assessment of Liverpool and our you know squad and what's up upcoming uh for us in terms of next season and and obviously the transfers that need to happen for us to make sure that we maintain our spot at the top of the the pile um one of the things that i really want to talk about is the left back and the full back positions so with nico williams i think he he looked really good has looked uh, really good particularly in this game but also the one against west ham in which we won four nil uh, at home um so yeah i mean liverpool winning that comfortably there were a few you know oohs and ahs i think aston villa were pretty dangerous on the break uh jack Grealish had a few opportunities he was making things happen uh but it was it was um it was a classic liverpool this season performance because they weren't the best uh at least far from it but uh we found a way to win convincingly and 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 uh, make sure that we get a clean sheet as well so liverpool winning um two at home that would have probably, you know, it would. It, so Man City was playing again against uh, 
Southampton away, and after a thrashing that they gave us uh, a couple of days back, I was thinking that was going to be a sure fit. But that's the reason why Man City are now 23 points behind Liverpool. All of that for nothing. Because they, they lost away to, to to Southampton, and, and it was... Um, it was a shocking defeat for them, and it, it kind of shows you that this is this is why Liverpool's achievement is is very very good because any team can beat anyone in this league. So for Liverpool to just lose to um, away to Man City and away to Wolves um, all season is is a test is is an achievement in itself. So um, again, shocking result, and that kind of gives. West like brings Man City back down to earth, which they were flying pretty high after beating Liverpool. And why wouldn't you be right? Because it was a huge statement for them to make. But I think they need big more statements like these. Um, it, it kind of puts things into perspective too, because they were thinking that now they're the best team in England, which clearly they're not. <laughs> um, West Ham drawing against uh, Newcastle. That's kind of interesting because they needed that point so away to Newcastle is a very tough game any 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 week of the day uh any day of the week sorry <laughs> and um for them to to get that point away was was pretty cool um nothing else uh, apart from that and then also the game today which was Monday uh which saw Spurs winning at home which was interesting uh not much to see in that game it was a classic Spurs, um, you know, digging through that performance. Jose Mourinho wouldn't wouldn't care. He just he just needs the three points at this point. I think that's fair. Um, and I'll do another episode on on the Smith of of Mourinho. I read a book on him. Um, I've been following him very closely for a while now, ever since he made his way to England in two thousand four. I think yeah, two thousand four uh, with Chelsea, and and uh, um, there's been a lot of I mean hate that has been thrown his way and a lot of it i feel is is just not justifiable but that's for another day um but yeah for him to win at home to everton who's been they've been looking pretty good uh with uh, ever since carlo came back uh was appointed um this is um a legendary manager in in ancelotti and for him to be doing well it's good to see him do well at everton you know although being a liverpool fan i wouldn't really want to see that but I think as long as they're doing their own thing in the mid table and not really interfering with us, uh, I don't, I, I couldn't care less. So, um, how does that really impact the table so far? Well, like I said, at the top of the table, Liverpool, although they lost that game against Man City and their points difference went from 23 to 20, and they, they recovered that in a matter of days when Man City lost again away to Southampton. Um, so that's pretty much locked down. Liverpool are champions, and that's we play. I think Brighton away next, and Man City are playing uh, Newcastle, Leicester, and Arsenal. That seems like a pretty pretty decent game because it's it's both of these teams they need to win. Chelsea are uh, playing um, Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Palace again, a very potential banana skin game. Man United are playing against um, Aston Villa next. That should be an easy win for them. They've been they've been really really good. Um, I think probably the best team so far ever since the the league started. Um, 
then you have the likes of Wolves, uh, who play Sheffield United next. That's a, a potential six-pointer right there. I think the gap between uh, Chelsea uh, on fourth and uh, Man United is two on fifth, and then five points away from Wolves at sixth, and um, seven points from Arsenal, and eight points from uh, from. Uh, actually nine points and eight, eight points from Arsenal and nine points from Spurs so like I said I think it's just Wolves Man United and Chelsea kind of vying for that top four spot I think Leicester might get pulled into it too um, but I don't see them really dropping them dropping from third to like fifth or anything like that so I think they should probably stick to where they are as far as the the relegation battles uh, is is concerned uh, i think it's still the same it's insane that we've had a few games and it's still the same with only west ham now creating some sort of a daylight between them and 17 which is four points now that's those three points against chelsea and that draw against newcastle was gold us for them um bournemouth and aston villa they're still locked on 27th and uh, I feel like Norwich been on a losing streak. They are pretty much done and dusted. Uh, Watford in th- on 17th, um, they still might be pulled into it. I really, really wish Bournemouth, should, you know, they 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 stay. Um, Villa, not really. I'm not. I have no feelings about them. But I would rather see West Ham go down uh, as opposed to Bournemouth. Bournemouth play um, Spurs uh, at home next, which you never know. Spurs could either draw points there or beat them, but you never know with Spurs these days. Villa play United, you know, that's uh, definitely not um, not looking like they're going to get any points from that game. Um, yeah, so it's still pretty much how it was last week. Um, but the championship decided, I think, top four race and, and the, the, um, the race for avoiding relegation is, you know, where all the ad- action is at these days. Um, so yeah, that's it for this week's Premier League, um, update. I know this, when this episode will go out, there may have been a few more games, but, um, I think the positions will probably stay. Uh, close to where they are or pretty much exactly where they are right now so yeah hope you guys are enjoying this little commentary of mine every week and um, i'll see you guys again next week thanks bye and that's it for our show the content on our episode is a collective effort by the resident drug rumors that is myself, Zaib, Sahir, Farooq, Zan, and Naveed. Our theme music is courtesy Temur Salahuddin, aka Muru, a highly rated and extremely talented Pakistani singer-songwriter and YouTuber to check his work. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, Google, and Apple Podcast. You can also leave comments and connect with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash drug rumors. Until next time, take care.